When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm five one and three quarters. Five one and three quarters. It's the three quarters are so important. The three quarters are. They will important. not give me the last quarter. They will not do it. <laughs> Says every man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> the three quarters are so important. Okay. <laughs> I will drink to that. Oh, Let's drink. Lord. Let's have a drink. Oh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. My name is David Shockley. And I'm Morgan Miller. And this is the podcast that interviews people that aren't famous, but should be. Today, we have Sifu of Wing Chun, Greg. He's also a multi-instrumentalist. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Usually, we have to force people into the show, but you did it voluntarily for some reason. Oh, well, you know, what can I say? (laughs) Got a soft spot. So, a Sifu of Wing Chun, what is that? Okay, so Sifu is the Cantonese word for instructor, um, and all the moves and uh, different uh, blocks and terminology used in Wing Chun is going to be in Cantonese, so that's one of the terms they use, obviously, mm-hmm. to describe their instructor. I, uh, just, uh, I've been doing it for about 13 years, and I did achieve my uh, instructor's level um, in that art. Did now and did it take the thirteen years to get the instructor, or when did you become an instructor? Um, I got my instructor's level probably about, got to say, about nine or ten years in. Um, yeah, I did it for quite some time. How many kids do you have to kick before they let you become an instructor? How many kids do I have to kick? Yeah, I just, mean, just... I mean, it depends on the kids. Some of them I'm going to kick more than once, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is it about length that you get them? Uh, you know, I go for distance usually. <laughs> I thought it might be like the body count. Body count. Yeah, that is possible. Got to pick up them rookie numbers if you want to teach. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Those are rookie numbers, man. Pick those boys up. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I trained very hard for a long time. Somewhere within, actually, it might have been even shorter, probably about eight, within like an eight to ten year span it took me uh, to get my Sifus. Um, and then after that, I was actually working on my master's levels for quite some time as well. Um, didn't get around to actually doing the test and everything, unfortunately, but uh, I did prepare for it, and uh, I still still got some chops. I, I would have to brush up a little bit before I go for it again, mm. but yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Wing Chun? Uh, sure, yeah. So um, Wing Chun is a traditional Chinese Kung Fu system. It was actually created in the Shaolin Temple. Um, it was put together by five different grandmasters of China at the time. Um, it was a collab. It, yeah, it was a collaboration. Um, it was five different grandmasters came together to create a uh, quote-unquote ultimate fighting style that could be learned quickly to train a rebel army for the mm. time. Uh, they were in a Civil War-esque kind of period at the moment, and um, they were trying to uh, allow the, the common people to 
have a the ability to kind of rise up and uh, form a resistance of sorts. Huh. So they came up with Wing Chun so that they could teach somebody quickly and efficiently how to fight and defend themselves. Interesting. It's kind of like uh, kind of like in America, why we have like the right to bear arms and things like that. Yeah, in a way, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Is it true that it's made for small people to defend against large opponents? Um, it absolutely is because it uses. It uses body mechanics and uh, the use of angles and uh, not fighting force with force. Uh, so even if you are smaller or not as fast or not as strong as your opponent, you can still find a way to defeat them. That's the uh, philosophy behind it. Interesting. And that's interesting because like, you're a tall guy. I am. How tall are you? Six one. <laughs> I can't believe you asked him how tall he was. Because <laughs> he said it was for smaller people. I just thought it was interesting. It's not for smaller people, but it can be used by smaller people. Mm-hmm. specifically it's so, all about throwing your opponent off balance using their imbalance to overpower them in a way that's, that's how i always looked at it if they're off balance i can i can defeat them i didn't realize right. there were two instructors in this room right <laughs> sifu greg was actually my sifu <laughs> that is true that is true she could really throw a punch. It was awesome. You don't have to lie here. You can just tell us the truth. How was she really? <laughs> she could throw a swing. I, uh, I I walked up to correct her a couple of times, and she just like turned around and got startled, so she hit me in the chest. I was like, what the hell, Morgan? Hey, that's all right. These things happen. <laughs> You're on edge in that studio, man. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just uses the... It's, it's the use of angles and body mechanics primarily to... Uh, control an opponent's balance and also uh, basically find a way to defeat them even if, again, you're not as strong or as fast or as big as they are. Um, so it's not technically for small people. It's not like, this is only an art for small people. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, you don't need to call the Lollipop Guild to learn Wing Chun. Um, but, uh, you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very effective even if you are not as big as your opponent or not as strong or not as fast. Yeah. Huh. So, mm-hmm. Just because of the overall uh, strategy involved with it. And what got you interested in Wing Chun? Um, well, actually, it was Bruce Lee's first art. Um, and actually, the grandmaster of my lineage, uh, Grandmaster William Chung, he is, uh, he's one of Bruce Lee's oldest friends, or was, anyway, one of his oldest friends, obviously, Bruce Lee, you know, passed. Um, but uh, also was a, a big mentor of his and teacher. And, uh, yeah, uh, so... I had learned of that and was like, oh, well, you know, Bruce Lee did it, so cool, right? You know, but I didn't realize how really in-depth and incredible um, and intelligent the art was uh, until I really started, you know, learning and uh, progressing as a student, so. And what are some of the differences between Wing Chun and other martial arts or other forms of Kung Fu? Um, So a lot of forms of Kung Fu, like, for instance, um, you always hear about uh, different animal forms, such as, you know, tiger, monkey, crane, things like that. <laughs> um, a lot of those uh, Kung Fu styles I actually are... do pig formation. Pig <laughs> formation. Excellent. Pig formation is awesome. Just, you just eat a lot. <laughs> He's excellent at it. Yeah. He might even be the grandmaster. The grandmaster, grandmaster pig formation. I love it. Absolutely. I bore my opponents to death. <laughs> I mean, and then there was, and then, and then what, uh, Panda Fist came out because of that Kung Fu Panda movie, right? I mean, it, that was a th- that's definitely a thing. They're just making them up now. I know, they're just making them up now. I think I saw this, like, video on the uh, DVD. It was an extra. It was, like, and it showed all the different styles of Kung Fu and the animal styles that were portrayed in the film. And then one of them actually was Panda Fist style. And it oh. shows this little kid, like, doing these funny movements and, like, just making silly faces while he does it. It was really funny. 
we loved it. I was like, uh, I, I remember baby, I was babysitting a friend's kids at the time, and like we just put on that movie, and then I'm sitting there, and we're watching that extra, just laughing so hysterically at it. It was great. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh, traditionally, a lot of the animal forms are actually used. Um, their forms are meant to portray something or characteristic of that animal. And a lot of Kung Fu also back in traditional times were fighting with a form. It wasn't necessarily them kind of freestyling with the moves that they had used or learned through the forms. Um, they were actually fighting with a form. So like in some of the old Kung Fu movies, like the ones from like the 70s and such, you'll actually see them fighting with a form. So what they'll do is they'll like engage and then they'll actually go past each other and then come back around and engage again because they're fighting with a form that they're doing. They're doing a form that fights the other person's form. Um, so it's like almost like a rock paper scissors. It, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, in that way, sure, you know. Um, so yeah, it's like that's rock paper scissors, and Wing Chun's kind of like the nuclear bomb. You know what I mean? Like it is definitely more of a free form flowing uh, system, um, and it's one of the first forms, in my opinion, traditionally that really stressed the idea of learning to really fight with your style, not just mimic a form that's supposed to, you know, basically show you how to fight. You just do the form and you can fight. It doesn't work that way you have to actually learn how to utilize the movements within that form in a free-flowing style that's what bruce lee brought to the martial arts world oh and that's why you know he was so you know successful in that way um there's a lot of stuff about bruce lee um that came out um after his death and things like that uh, you know people said that he was this incredible martial artist and he did a lot of great things and he was and i will never take that away from him but the whole free-flowing, no form, no movement, no um, specific movement to counter one movement, it really came from the concept of Wing Chun. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Well, you know, since you brought up Bruce Lee, I feel like, uh, being that we do drink on this show, it would be a sin not to drink to Bruce Lee. Oh, uh, yeah, let's do that. I'm totally down for that. So, we have this here. What right. is this vodka? Is it anything good? Morgan, what are we drinking today? Ah, uh, Sky Vodka. And what are we washing that down with? This is Dragon Yum Yum's The Flaming Lips. Ooh. Flamingo Lips. Correction. Uh, yes, okay. you're right. It is the Flamingo Lips. <laughs> the bottle's very pink. I was confused by all the colors. It said Flamingo to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Outstanding. Oh, that really gets my seafood going. Woo! All right. There you go. Yeah, by the way... Um, this is a public service announcement. Do not drink and do kung fu with your friends. It ends poorly every <laughs> ends single time. Guys. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Can you please tell me the story that has led to this? I do not want to tell you the story. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I, I will tell you a friend story I, <laughs> that leads to this. A friend, quote unquote. No, no, this is actually a friend story. This is not a quote unquote thing. This is definitely a friend going story. To the doctor about his a, friends' erectile dysfunction. His tiny penis. <laughs> well, well, actually, Morgan, I can prove this because this is somebody that you know. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay. Um, His so, name's Greg. <laughs> Stop. I'm just kidding. Goodness gracious. Um, so one of our former classmates and one of my now students uh, told me of this uh, time when he was actually studying, I believe, a mantis, tiger, crane, you know, the, the animal styles. Mm -hmm. And he had a, there was a studio down, uh, I think down in South Delaware. Anyway, he had a couple friends who got together one night and they all went out for drinks. One of them was an instructor who had a key to the school. 
So, oh, in, in, uh, against their uh, best judgment and in a very inebriated will, uh, they made their way over to the studio and started taking out all the live blades and swinging them around. No! Drunkenly. <laughs> so, thank God nothing happened, as far as I understand. I expect... But, were, uh... but there were a couple close calls. I think there was a few... Um, uh, close calls on decapitation potentially. You know, a few, a few, a few close haircuts. You know, just uh, I think he had a skullet for a while because it was that close. Anyway, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But he did say there were a couple close calls, and I was like, yes, okay. So I'm making that public service announcement. Do not drink and do kung fu. Definitely you, don't do it. You could say they were a couple of drunken monkeys. A couple oh. drunkards. Oh, 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 you slay me. <laughs> That's a style of fighting. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, drunken kung fu. Drunken kung fu. It's drunken very fist. fun to do. Yeah. Drunken monkey or drunken fist. I've, I've never heard yeah. of that before. That's a, a good it, one. It's um, kind of like dancing. Uh-huh. It is. Um, it feels really, like dancing to me. It's it's an illusionary form. Uh, so basically, what they do is, um, they create the illusion that they're actually intoxicated. They're not actually intoxicated. What they do with that's a misconception. Uh, they create the illusion that they're intoxicated because it makes them less predictable and also they but within their forms and things there are going to be uh, stances and different moves where they are not going to appear to have structure but they really do and they can actually move from that and you know uh, do what they have to do but yes drunken fist is a real thing hmm. <laughs> that's I want to do that one <laughs> I, I, I told you, but there's no drinking in it. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I told you that. Damn it. <laughs> there is no drinking in it. That's I didn't a, hear that. That's a misconception. I told you that very clearly. I was misconceived. You were definitely conceived. I'm creating the illusion. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a drunken master. I'm creating the illusion. You've been deceived by me. I've been so conceived. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. How did you know? Oh, Jesus. Do you, any of the ideologies from the art transfer over into your own life kicking children <sighs> uh, yes. besides punting little children um i would to say no i'm kidding i i've never i've never hit any of my kids students uh, i would never do that except that um, one <laughs> <laughs> i said except that one what <laughs> oh shush morgan um, there were none but it was very funny uh, it was morgan <laughs> there were none there were none nah no i i loved all my kids students they were all great actually uh, they really were i mean no matter what even if they got on my nerves i still loved them they were cool um but uh you know as far as ideologies that go into my own life you know uh, i guess the idea of flowing with energy no matter what the energy may be that would be one that does resonate with my own life. Very cliche, the kind of go with the flow kind of thing, but that does resonate with me, and that's something that Winston did teach me, um, even more so, or reinforce, I should say, in my life. Um, I can't really say that I, I, I've been somebody who you know, takes on the philosophical side of the martial arts quite as much. I've always been the guy who just wanted to learn the art and tear it apart and just get to the meat of everything. And basically for the goal of being able to defend myself and be able to fight, that's it. And that was my focus in the art. So the philosophical side of things never really uh, engaged me as much. Um, But again, everybody comes into the arts for different things, you know. What is the most common reason, being that you were an instructor, or I'm sorry, are still an instructor, what's the most common reason that people learn martial arts? Martial arts in general or Wing Chun specifically? Both. Both. I will go beginning with why I've seen people learn Wing Chun. Um, They're absolutely fascinated by it. They watched Um, that one movie with Robert Downey Jr. in it, and they were like, fuck, that's rad. (laughs) That 
That's usually possible. I wish that were more often, actually. But uh, he does actually people, know Wing Chun. Yeah, he does. Um, he's actually the master that trains him is under our lineage. Uh, that's Master Eric. Uh, he trains Robert Downey Jr., Nicholas Cage, uh, Christian Bale, all those guys. Wow, that's so rad. Fuck them. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's our Wing Chun. Could yeah. you imagine walking into a studio and seeing all those guys? Just uh, like, yeah, I mean, legitimately, uh, from what I understand, the, the master in California that, that trains them, he literally has, like, very few clients because they're all movie stars and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's his main focus, and he does very well just off that. Can so. you imagine, like, actually training with, like, Robert Downey Jr. and, like, kind of kicking his ass a little bit? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. would never RDJ, admit to man. that. And he well, can't say shit. Well, and, and going back, though, to, you know, your question about why many people get into martial arts, that's actually a very good example that I'll come back to. Um when it comes to Wing Chun specifically, people are fascinated by it because they really get um, a read of how intricate it is and how in-depth it is, and that's what really draws people in. It usually draws people who like have a very good intellect because they can actually see how all these little parts that many people just see as individual parts actually connect together, and that's what draws them in. And to find an art that really is endless as far as how you can apply every different movement or block or form you know that's going to intrigue a lot of people and that to me is why a lot of my students have stuck with me you know um martial arts in general um sounds like the rabbit hole i'm sorry it sounds like the rabbit hole goes very deep when it, it comes does to Wing Chun. it does go very oh, deep actually does. and there's been conversations that i've had with my students and they're like well what about this and i'm like are you sure you want to go down that rabbit hole and they're like <laughs> they're like yeah let's dig deep man and i'm like all right let's go i'm gonna take you there <laughs> let's mm-hmm. let's get this going you know what i mean so we so it comes down and we're getting into the nitty-gritty and they're like Oh God! And I'm like, yeah, you wanted it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rabbit. Those oh, rabbit so. holes. It's, it's so easy to get sucked into them. Oh man. yeah, yeah. What can I say? Speaking of rabbit holes, oh. do you use Reddit? Do I use Reddit? Mm-hmm. Uh, not particularly. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> he he doesn't have time to, to use Reddit because that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. All Wing right. Chun yeah, is I'm already sure. dedicated to that rabbit yeah, hole. Absolutely. I just wanted to tell everybody that my cat made it to the top of curled feetsies. Oh. Well, congratulations to your kitty cat. He's awesome. I think I could plug you did, it right you, now. You did send me pictures of your kitty cat, and he is, he, she is awesome. That she, boy is good the job, cutest boy. He is amazing. He deserves Claps all it. Around. Claps all around for that boy. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I'll raise a beer, actually, to that, to that oh, boy. Cheers, that. Cheers, Morgan. Good job. I'll to curled feetsies. To curled feetsies. Excellent. So, as far as, though, people getting into martial arts in general... It's a mixed bag. So as far as people getting into martial arts in general, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You'll have people who get into martial arts because they want to learn how to defend themselves. Um, Some people just want to be cool like the guy in that IP man movie. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, well, IP too, man. (laughs) But uh, no. Legit, he asked me if it was IP man or IP man. I was like, intellectual property man? That doesn't sound very interesting. When he Um, asked, I was like, I just gave him this face. I was like, I can't believe this is the conversation I'm having. That's a great face. And actually, you should take a photo of that face for promotional purposes. Just saying. It's a great face. I That'll be that up on the, on the website. Uh, on the list, definitely. That can, that that can be the episode. Check the social media. <laughs> um, but, you know, people getting into it for many reasons. Some people are doing it for some kind of discipline for their life. 
Uh, some people get into it for the philosophy. Some people are soul searching. Some people want some woo-saw. They just want to do the forms and they want to have something to relax themselves. Some people just want to learn how to kick some butt, man. They really do. I, it just depends. Um, more often than not, I find people who are into it for the, the discipline and the philosophy. That's most of what I've seen people come in for. Um, but me personally, that's usually not my focus. I can teach Wing Chun for that, if that's what you want. I can teach it if you want more of the healing and the Tai Chi side of the art. But I've always been somebody who's been more into the fighting side of the art. That's me. So that's so. why you got into it? Primarily, yeah. Is yeah. to just be able to kick someone's ass? If I need to. I mean, obviously you have discipline. I'm not an aggressive person. I, I'm actually grateful that I have not ever really had to hurt somebody or, you know, sincerely, I've never had to fight for my life per se. Um, but there have been some situations in my life where I'm glad I knew what I know. I can, I would like to tell you about the last time that I lost a fight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's have sure. All right. I was in, I should have learned some type of martial arts. I was in middle school, right? And oh. I, I was expecting much older and I was bullied a lot. And I had this friend, his name was, I don't know, who the fuck cares. Let's say his name was uh, Weldon. Weldon. But you were about to say Greg. I was about to say Greg. <laughs> his name was, and his name was Greg. <laughs> his name was old Greg. <laughs> no, let's, his name was John. His okay. name was John. Gotcha. And uh, it was a group of, of people with very generic names. I was bullied a lot as a kid. Steve. And John, me and John, we were friends, but he was like kind of an aggressive kid, you know? Gotcha. And so we were kind of like frenemies. It was my first frenemy. And he sometimes would pick on me a little bit just to fuck with me. And so one day I was like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this shit. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, he was fucking with me, and I just walked up to him. And we were in the we were in the hallway, so there was lockers, and I just kind of like threw him. I kind of like pushed him against the lockers. I was like, "Knock it off, Joe, John, whatever the fuck your name is, Greg." <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, "I fucking stood up for myself." I was so proud of myself, and I walked away. Yeah. I did not think about what his reaction would be. Right. And then he spun me around and fucking bopped me right in the face, and dude, against the lockers I went, onto the floor I went. Fight was over. And that tossed me a very, very valuable lesson that you should absolutely stand up for yourself, but think of what to do after that. Good idea. And then he stopped fucking with me forever. Ah, well, that's good. Hey, you good guy. Hey, either way. Learn um, how to fight. Another, uh, but, uh, oh, and you brought up a very good point that I was going to get back to about uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. Um, from what I've read, Robert Downey Jr. supposedly struggled with... Uh, a drug problem for a very long time, especially yeah. in his young film career. And Wing Chun was a focus and something that actually got him out of that. Uh, so that being said, again... He got uh, hit in the face was by some kid in middle school? No. <laughs> that helped him? No, uh, the martial arts discipline and the having, and having something face. to having something to focus on instead of, you know, the, the one for whatever, may, uh, for whatever intoxicating uh, substance it may have been. Um, gave him a, a different focus and a different thing to do with his um, with his time, and it actually eventually helped him get clean, um, which he is today. So uh, that's something I read, and uh, that just to your point, that everybody gets into the martial arts for different things, and that's something that, from what I understand, Robert Downey Jr. did. Um, but, of course, uh, Robert Downey Jr., if you're listening and you uh, decide that that's wrong, please feel free to call me <laughs> and let me know what's up. Robert <laughs> Downey Jr., if you're listening, please call me. <laughs> okay, okay at simmer me, down, Robert. Morgan. Simmer down, Morgan. You got to go through me first. I asked for him first. Okay. <laughs> simmer down, Morgan. Simmer down. 
<laughs> Slide into those DMs. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's no Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a Paul Rudd man, understand. <laughs> I've been in love with him ever since I watched Role Models. <laughs> you know, I liked him best in I Love You, Man. That was my favorite movie, Paul Rudd. That was my oh, favorite. I loved I Love You, One Man. One of my favorite movies. I absolutely love that film. I'm glad you brought up I Love You, Man. Oh. And that particular quote of slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. You play bass, right? Uh, I do. Yes. yes. Are you sick and tired of hearing that every time you play bass? Um, actually, uh, quite frankly, I don't hear it as often as you would think. I so I also he play hears bass. it from me every time. I hear it from her. That's about. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I just um, have to stop. But I don't. I don't hear it that often. Actually, once in that's a very, once in a while. Uh, but not not that often. No. I think I wasn't playing bass in a group at the time that I Love You Man was popular, so that's probably why I haven't heard it as much. Um, but I, once in a blue moon, someone will come and be like, oh, you're going to slap in the bass? I'm like, ah, slap in the bass, man, absolutely. Do, do you um, play a fretless? No, I don't do a fretless. I'm, I'm not that cool. <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't do fretless. Um, I, I play a Fender jazz bass. Yeah. Oh, that's great bass. Yeah, American Standard. I actually used to play for, uh, a jazz bass. Nice, nice. They're great basses. Absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I, I play bass and then also, well, and I also play out more probably with my metal band, so that's probably why too, and I play guitar in that band. Yeah, I did so. intro you as a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, sure. What instruments do you play? I can I can play guitar. I can play bass, obviously. Um, I am a singer. Um, I can play piano and I can play drums. I have a distinct memory of when I, I think I was probably like 18 or 17 and I Ooh. went to one of Greg's shows and uh, he's up there playing and they were debating oh if they God. were going to play one of Greg's songs that he sings in and Greg was like, I'm not going to do it. And I protested until it happened. <laughs> I think it was like a, this I think it was like a solid minute of Sing, 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 <laughs> sing, sing. <laughs> I remember that now. Yes, that was uh, that was actually my first band. That's funny. Yeah. I was gonna say I did not relent, and it was guess awesome. what? He sang. She was relentless, and I totally sang. It was awesome. <laughs> I actually had. Um, I can't remember what it was. That's I like think... the, that's like the classic movie moment where they. It, it totally happens. was. It was a classic movie moment. Yeah, my friends showed up and they're like, "Sing, sing, sing!" I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. Fine." Um, but uh, <laughs> but no, I think I can't remember why, but my voice was not good that day, so I didn't want to do the songs that I usually do with that group. That's um, what they all say. And uh, no, that was a hundred percent true. I don't. I can't remember if it was allergies or just a hard rock and roll party lifestyle at the time. But uh, yeah, I did not feel like singing that day. A little too much <laughs> so, of that drunken fist. Uh, <laughs> potentially, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the drunken was and where the fist was. But yeah, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I, I, I can't remember if I, if I drank too much and I, and I, I don't know, got slammed in the face or something. I, I can't remember what it was, man. But dude, I, that's uh, that, uh, that's what I meant by that comment. I don't know what's going on between you two and that eye contact, but um, yeah, so you know, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, she was at my show. And I, I think we know. And I, and I remember, I remember this definitely now because she started talking about. It. I was like, when the hell did she come up to one of my shows? And I thought, oh yeah, after I was done playing she literally made a fucking beeline for me and gave me the biggest hug i ever had in my life and i was like that was the one i was like oh morgan <laughs> i remembered that it was awesome 
nice. Cool. Uh, I specifically remember that I thought you guys sounded like Megadeth. Oh, wow. I'm very happy to hear that because that band was a disaster. So <laughs> awesome. Very glad to hear Megadeth? that. Megadeth? No, my band was a disaster. I love Megadeth. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. My band was a complete disaster. So I'm glad to hear that we actually sounded good. <laughs> so when you're when you're playing on stage, does it sometimes does the martial arts stuff ever kick in? Like if somebody get a little too handsy, because I'm sure they're all over you when you're oh, yeah. playing. It's because uh, you're gotta, so large. Actually, yeah. boom, you um, swing kick them a little bit. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, we just played a show um, up in Philly back in, well, not, I can't say just played a show, but back in December we had this really big show. It was a, it was a record release show for another band that uh, is on the Philadelphia local scene with us. Um, and that show was by far one of the craziest shows I've ever played. Absolutely was. Um, it, it was at this little bar and uh, no stage. Literally, just you're kind of in the corner of a room. But oh, it's those. a but it's a great dive bar. Like they pack the freaking place out. You know, cheap beers and everybody rages so hard. Um, but it got a little it got a little unruly because everybody was literally circle pitting in this tiny dive bar and like beers were getting <laughs> yeah. spilled and you know i was afraid that someone was going to step on my pedal board and i you know someone hit the microphone stand i took a microphone right to the face like it okay. got so crazy and i was literally moving my equipment like kicking my pedal board with my feet to keep somebody from stepping on it or spilling a beer on it it was absolutely nuts and um i think i did um incorporate some wing chun tactics in that particular situation <laughs> it was like this guy i think some dude came up real close so like he was moshing and i and i did some kind of wing chun thing utilizing my guitar of course and i like redirected him the other way you know <laughs> like that. yeah man you know hey when you got that nice gap chip on your guitar it's like you come up with a great story for it like man we were on tour and i had to fend off a pack of wolves when we were guarding the van like you know things like that dude um um, but yeah, I I have in a way utilized some Wing Chun stuff just in the crazy rock and roll uh, and heavy metal um, lifestyle. That you gotta I be prepared for anything. Bands. Yeah, I mean it's it gets a little wild sometimes. So yeah, um, I think the last the last concert I went to that was like kind of bananas like that, and it wasn't it wasn't even bananas. It was just bananas for me. We went to go see Silverstein, and I'm not. I'm not, like, super into that music, yeah. but a friend of mine was like, I want to go, and I want a bunch of my friends to come. I was like, I'll come, because who doesn't want to go? Let me stop you right there. The <laughs> first issue with that story is that you went to a Silver State concert. Just saying. Look, we were all in middle school one time. And oh, that's what they all say. <laughs> and so I guess... I was also at this show just for the record. That is true. You he was also there. middle school. Uh, this show wasn't when I was in middle school, but I did think Silverstein was the shit when I was in middle school. Oh, why? I know. It, I had, it was the best. I had never school. heard of Silverstein before this moment. Oh, Look. God. So, I'm here. I'm, like, not having the best time of my life, uh -huh. frankly. There's no seats. I was really Well, expecting... I wasn't there. Of course you're not having the best time of your life. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> Duh. Go ahead. And so we sit through like these three artists that I'm like, this is not the band. And I'm like, <laughs> they had like four opening bands. It was way too many opening bands and people uh. are like losing their shit. They're like, Whoa! and I'm just like, Ugh. this is not great. This is like bad. This is Ew. bad music. Okay, fine. I'm going to put up with being here, but I'm going to hate it the whole time. And I did. And then finally the main band gets on. 
Silverstein. I Silverstein. Sucked, I sucked all of you. I think I sucked all of your fun out because I had a fucking blast. I'm glad you did. I'm like running around jumping. I'm just like, I just like, I have so much goddamn energy. I'm like, let's fucking do this, Martian or whatever. I just listen to not this type of music. <sighs> Nobody knows that I don't know what's going on. And then the mosh pit breaks out right next to me. Oh. And I'm like, oh, what is this lunacy? They opened up the pit. <laughs> the lunacy. <laughs> and I, I get pushed over one time and is like, I am done with everyone here. You were not happy. I went and stood on the uh, the side of the room. I was like, I, I am displeased. I will separate myself from this audience immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, Hold monocle. You know, I, it's really funny. I The moshing definitely differs from genre to genre. It's really funny. I remember going and I remember actually watching these people mosh, whether it was emo music or even like, even like the pop ska music, like white boy reggae that's out, you know, hey. that's really popular. Whoa. We, we you know fucking love ska you know music. Get a hold of I'm yourself. Just, I'm not saying anything wrong. Disagree. I didn't say anything wrong about what, I didn't say anything wrong about ska music or white boy reggae, but. Trumpets are cool. I didn't say anything wrong. That there's anything wrong with it. I actually like some of it. Uh, by the way, Revolution is coming around. I think comes sometime soon. I like Revolution. Cool band. Um, but uh, I remember just like watching like how they mosh and then comparing it to like my heavy metal moshing, and I'm just like, these guys don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, I, I remember like you know watching the emo guys, and they're like, the, it's 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 more of a dance with them. Like they like they jump and they two step and they throw their fists in the air and stuff like that. And then like with like the ska guys, it's more like a jumping, like a pogo jumping thing. Yeah, but, I feel like, like I'd be in. I feel like I could be in that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. It's more like it's more like person friendly, so to speak. But like the heavy metal moshing is definitely a whole another animal. Like. I went and saw a Testament concert with also, I think, Overkill. And they did what's called the Wall of Death, if anyone's no, ever heard of it. I was going to ask you if you were in the Wall of Death. I've been in a Wall of Death, yes. I saw it. Uh, Testament did it when I saw them. Um, and I was in the Wall of Death at the head, right at the front and center. My buddy, uh, a good, an old friend of mine from high school, and I were there. Uh, yeah, we went pretty hard with that. It so was you fun. just it was this run into each other. Yeah, basically. And uh -huh. I'll tell you what, a Testament concert is the scariest freaking mosh pit in the goddamn world. Because I'll tell you what, it's like, so here's the thing. Here's the difference. We saw Cradle of Filth a couple weeks earlier. I right? do want to say it's Delicious. probably not the scariest being over six feet tall who knows Wing Chun. Uh, no, I feel was, like there might be... Uh, no, 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 no. I feel like it'd be a little scarier for Let me. Let me finish the story. Let <laughs> okay. me finish the story. Let me finish the story. We, <laughs> saw, we saw Cradle of Filth a couple weeks earlier. That um, sounds delicious. And um, I... Delicious. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we saw Cradle of Filth a couple weeks earlier. And um, I think the mosh pit was nuts. But, like, everybody in there were, like, these scraggly little dudes. And, like, they were just, like, swinging their arms around and stuff like that. And I'm just like, eh, you're, you're. So a bunch of dates. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, you're no bigger than these children that I'm punting around at the moment. That Definitely. Studio. You know what I mean? So you're, you're just, you're tiny little people. Like, just get out, get out of my way. Right? But then I go the to Testament about mm, a month or two later. And literally everybody in the pit was a good, mm, let's say, six, six, three hundred 300 pounds. Oh my god, way bigger than you. Yeah, way bigger than me. Even me. And I'm 
I'm a big dude by many standards, but those guys were monsters. It was like it was like Battle of the Giants in that freaking mosh pit. Like it was frightening, dude. Like it was a it was like watching a bunch of silverbacks go at it. Like just just you know, like you thought you were like you thought you were in like a bad nature show where everything went awry. Like I was like I'm just like damn. Like if I were Steve Irwin, I'd get the hell out of here. Like this is horrible. You know. You know, but I just, yeah, it's a very different, different style of moshing between the different genres. Um, And uh, Testament was one of the most extreme uh, pits that I'd ever been in. It was really, really scary, actually. Um, But yeah, I mean, you fucking do it, though, because it's just a it's a blast, you know. I, that was years and years ago. Now I, I don't really do the mosh thing much anymore. It's just not that interesting to me. I'm more about the music now. But um, I, as he still, says, oh, holding up his monocle. But I, <laughs> yes, I'm more about the music now. Really, no. it's and beyond that's, me. And that's, you not, see. and that's not like, and that's not an excuse. And that's not a, 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 another way of me saying like I'm getting old or something like that. I just, I just don't care about the moshing really as much anymore. But it's fun, and I appreciate it. Hurts. it. You know, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like I never was bothered by it. You know what I mean? Okay. Except this one time. That, except this on, one time, like. someone someone gave me a hit in the throat one time. That oh. sucked. But you know what? Eh, it happens. You get up and keep going. But yeah, I just I've noticed a big difference in like the moshing style between all the different genres. It's it's really cool to see in a way. Like whoa. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought up giants because I have an interesting fact. Did you know that there's a whole, like, sexual, like, genre of people that are into giants, quote-unquote? Oh, I've heard of this. Giantism. Yes. Okay. He has a confused look on his face, which, which um, I believe is trying to save face. Um, <laughs> okay. It's all about the uh, they want to be dominated by a giant being. And uh, I cannot get enough of the th- the thought of what these people look like. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie BFG? I don't. No. I, I don't know that. That that's like, I, and I've watched a couple of videos of like th- these dominatrix uh, people that are like pretending to be these giants, and uh-huh. it's really just, it's really just videos from people from their phone like down here talking to the camera that's down beyond their chin, like down in their lap. Real low angle. Like real in their lap and they're just like, ha ha, I could smush you if I wanted. (laughs) And and the Uh, I can't even I can't get enough of the idea of the person at head that's watching that video like, fuck yeah, you could fucking smush me. (laughs) (laughs) Smush me. Smash me into a million pieces, baby. Yeah. I I, I can't get enough of that image. Uh. Like that is just a fascinating concept to me and there's like a whole it's like the opposite genre the people that like to be the giant not i'm done getting into it but that is fucking fascinating to me see this confusing face is not only like this whole giantism thing but also how the hell you went off on that tangent based upon what we were talking about you said giants (laughs) yeah one time in related to heavy metal moshing and you go off on a uh, uh, some kind of a sexual fetish okay (laughs) I don't you kink shame me. Don't you kink shame me. Kink shame. Shame. Is that a thing now? It is Oh my a god, thing. it's so 2019 in here right now. It, <laughs> we are millennials. We're running out of monocles. <laughs> are you classified as a millennial? How old are you? I'm I'm 28, born in 1990. I don't He's know. He's a millennial. You He's fucking an elder, millennial. He's an elder millennial. Get the avocados. 
I'm an elder millennial. I don't even know. Pelt I don't him care. with the avocados. Get the toast. I really <laughs> never even cared to know or find okay, out. I'm just like, I'm just like, dude. I was born 1990. I'm 28. Like, blah. You know, like who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think I I was told one time by some old bitter man that I was a millennial. He was like, when were you born? I was like, uh, 1990. He was like, you're a fucking millennial like the rest of them. I was like, yeah, fuck you, you old dude. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to be born earlier, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Like, you know, but it's like, my dad wasn't into it that night. (laughs) Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what generation you're born in. It's where your heart is at and where your soul is at. And frankly, I'm definitely an old soul by many standards. I've always wanted to be a giant because I'm so small. How tall are you? I asked him what his height was. Yep, you totally did. Come on, you got to share it now. I, uh, I'm five one and three quarters. Five one and three quarters. It's the three you, quarters are so important. The three quarters are. They very will important. not give me the last quarter. They will not do it. <laughs> Says every man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> the three quarters are so important. Okay. <laughs> I will drink to that. Oh, Let's drink. Lord. Let's have a drink. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> oh man okay it's just for men that can't believe it's it's uh not about the size it's about the motion of the ocean you know i'm gonna make you even more depressed right now i've been this oh height God. since i was about 14 <laughs> morgan has got up she's leaving she's gone away into the kitchen she goes Oh, she's getting more to drink. She needs more to drink after that one. There's no more yum yum. No more yum yum. I thought you were going for the vodka after it's that. It's a crisis comment. at the maximum mediocrity. There's no more yum yum. There's no more yum yum. What are we going to do? Oh, Apparently um. We drink cider like bitches. Oh, God, cider. Nah, it's kind of tasty though. I can't. I can't complain. I just, you know what? I just shit immediately. That's my only problem with cider. Oh, well, I, just, I mean, I mean, I shit hey. all the time, but especially with say, cider. It's just, we don't need to get into more detail of your bowel functions. But it's important right, to that's poop cool. every day, though, Greg. It's important. Uh, yeah, well, it's not taboo. It's healthy. It's We're 2019. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's 2019. Like bowel movements are such a natural thing. Like everybody should know about them. Yeah, bowel movements are in right now. Do not, <laughs> do not, do not bowel movement shame me. Like, <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> well, Greg, we've had a lot of fun, but we have to know if you're worth your salt when it comes to Wing Chun. Okay, and some other things. So we got to hit you with. The official maximum mediocrity pop quiz for martial arts. For martial arts. Morgan wrote this one all by herself. All by herself. Ooh. The rules of the game. There's five questions. If you can get three of them correct, then us as the creators of the quiz, even though David had nothing to do with it, have to do an additional shot. However, if you cannot successfully get three questions correct then you have to take an additional shot. So this is a win-win? Lots of guests have done the shot with us regardless. So this is a win-win situation. Okay, yeah. let's do the quiz. Fuck You're it. a good person. All right, so look, question number one. Mm-hmm. In Jackie Chan Adventures, what does the pig talisman do? The pig talisman? Mm-hmm. No clue. Want to take a guess? Nope. 
Oh, okay. I have oh, no man, idea. he just. <laughs> I have no idea. Laser eye beams. I'm sorry, I never saw Jack and Jen Adventures. My bad. Call yourself a millennial. My bad. I didn't call myself like you called me a millennial. <laughs> he was like he came in. But the Jackie door. Chan was in it. It was really fun. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry. I was watching Kung Fu with David Carradine. My bad, shit. You know. <laughs> Can you name all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, of course, Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Okay, he's got one. He's on the board. What year did Yip Man die? Yep, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 1982. 82. No way. Wow. I feel like it's so recent. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's very long ago. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Though. That makes sense, though. I remember I've heard a lot of stories about Grandmaster and Yipman, and that, that, mm-hmm. makes, that makes sense for 1982. I was yeah. going to say, since he taught um, yep. Bruce Lee, it would make sense. Yeah. Well, it makes- no, no, I'm just saying from the stories that I've heard about when... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Grandmaster coming to the States and then, you know, dealing with the Yipman stuff. Yeah, 82 sounds about right. What is Jet Li's real name? Jet Li? I don't know. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. it is Leland Fan. Leland Fan. Wow. Leland Fan. Leland Fan? Did you I'm know? so sorry. Leland Fan. Oh, Leland fun fact. Did you know that Bruce Lee actually lived his life as a girl until he was 10? Yeah, because didn't he go to like a special private school that was just for girls? Yeah, but do you know why? Because he wasn't a girl? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um, Bruce Lee lived his life as a girl until he was about 10 because um, his parents had had a boy uh, prior to him who, who died very Aww. young uh, before the age of 10. Um, but what they believe in China is that um, there are evil spirits that sometimes will do that to children, boys specifically. Oh. But what they do is they, but they don't do it to girls. So they actually had Bruce Lee live his life as a girl till he was about ten years old. That's really fucking he, confusing. He went, he went to a girl's school. They dressed him as a girl. Everything till he was about ten because they wanted the spirits to leave alone, the evil spirits. You go um, pee with your girl. They gave penis. him, they gave him a girl's name. They did all that stuff. Yeah, till he was about ten. Yes, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> that's not I mean, Bruce hey, listen. Lee's real I mean, listen. Either. Hey, he turned but, um, out fine. He, you know. I was gonna say that's so you, not Bruce Lee. But yeah, that's um, just weird fun fact. Go ahead. Oh, interesting. So you still got one. What is Uma Thurman's code name in Kill Bill? Oh, um, you got this one. Oh yeah, Uma Thurman's code name isn't she the? She's the black. Mamba like, there it is wow, she's a Mamba. that's you got right. it that's yeah, two well you know that's funny one of my bands one of my bands were Genesis Z and the Black Mambas that's nice. why <laughs> that's why I remembered go ahead though yeah she's the Black Mamba this is a bonus question you've bonus already, question you've I already go. lost we're all gonna drink anyway <laughs> that's accurate what is the length of a bass that is considered short scale the length of a bass that's considered short, short scale <laughs> I don't know. I don't play little people bases. Uh, 30 inches. <laughs> okay. Look, I almost got that question right earlier. I said 32, and I felt really good about it. Yeah, so. I know. Sorry. Yeah, David I made that question. It was I don't, the bonus question. I, don't pay I did have something to do with it. I don't pay attention to scale length and all that stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, just find, I just find a base that I like, and I play it. <laughs> but awesome. Thank you for the pop quiz. It's great. So you did pretty good. That was two. Out of, uh, out of five, so you do technically lose, so you do have to do a shot, but because you did say that you were going to do a shot anyway, I think, Morgan, I think it'd be right for us to do a shot with him. Yeah, think? Morgan, go get the vodka. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get this rolling around. Cheers. Cheers. To Greg failing the quiz. Oh, that's not a prop. <sighs> 
to you drinking anyway. <laughs> Greg, uh, you're in a few different bands, right? Yeah. Could you tell us those bands? Tell tell people where they can find you, where they can oh, look sure. you up, where they can uh, check out your shit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you can look up uh, my band, Traitor. Uh, we're a heavy metal band based out of Philadelphia, very traditional 80s uh, speed metal and heavy metal. Uh, you can find us on uh, Bandcamp for uh, Trader. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Trader Philadelphia. And um, we. I'm also in a band called The Collingwood. You can look up uh, The Collingwood on Facebook as well as Instagram. And also um, the lead singer of The Collingwood has a film out called Yes, Your Tide is Cold and Dark, Sir. Um, you can find that on Amazon. Um, and also it includes music of the Collingwood in the film. Uh, then I'm also in a band called Genesis Z and the Black Mambas. You can look up Genesis Z and the Black Mambas on uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, they're, they're out there. So, yeah, check them out. Enjoy. You are a busy guy in all these different <laughs> bands. I'm a busy guy, yes. And then on top of that, I'm doing my own stuff, too. <laughs> wow, Besides those awesome. three bands. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure to put that uh, all those in the description down below. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. And also, check out FirstStateStudios.com. You can listen to our podcast on that website. You can also listen on MaximumMediocrity.com. Uh, and you can even check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well if you want to keep up to date with the podcast. We release twice a month. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Geekscape Network.